So, Farley, I was wondering, since this is a Christmas episode, I was hoping you could maybe grant me a little Christmas wish. That wish is not to do the stupid office intro thing that doesn't make too much sense. Uh, hang on. You called me Farley. I don't think we're supposed to be Farley and Richie in the office intro, right? Um, do, do, do we have personas? Did we, like, create <laughs> character backgrounds for the office intros? I think... Rather than have accents or try and do a different voice or have different character names, we were clearly not just me and you because we were talking about office-based things and weekly meetings and things like that. That was the personas. It was very clear. But could they not just be like office Richie and Farley then? No, because they, they occasionally talked about Richie and Farley. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. um, it's not the best concept in the world, is it? Oh, apparently it has a cult following. From a our, cult uh, following from our readers, yeah. I mean, at time of recording, we are two episodes deep. Oh, <laughs> exactly! How strong a concept it is! Wow. Okay. So I was thinking for Christmas because it's the season of hope and joy, and we just desperately need some hope and joy. In the office intro, we could have. Um, Francis going postal um, because we you know he was late that time then we reprimanded him and then we've kind of been passively aggressively bullying him in some of the intros we have to remember to do that when we record those yeah. and well, so I mean, now he had it coming uh, to be fair <laughs> yeah and so now he's gone postal because uh, work life balance issues he's got this chronically ill child at home and uh, he's found a jobby in the toilets. <laughs> but no, no, I mean, since it's a Christmas episode, surely be going Christmas postal. Yeah, okay, there are no mince pies. Or the mince pies were too early. The mince pies were too early. Yeah. The mince pies were replaced by clementines. Yeah, the part of a well-being health drive. Yeah, exactly. Have a healthy, happy Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is the last straw. And then we deliver the intro crouched under a table in the office as our alter egos. And we like put on sound effects of like him, I don't know, struggling? I don't know. Screaming. Screaming, screaming. We could just have Francis screaming. Screaming and photocopy noise. Yeah. Yeah. But because it is the season of goodwill and that is your Christmas wish. We will abandon this, perhaps the strongest uh, office concept intro to an episode we've ever had. We've been so good with our concept episodes in the past, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we could have had John McClane. Yeah, and then John McClane comes and saves it. That's the end, the end of the episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was was Die Hard all along. Francis was Die Hard? Francis died hard. Oh, Francis died hard. So he, yeah. he's been the, the Franz Gruber of the episode. Yeah. And then in between that, we could have mentioned that this is about video games. 
uh, and it's linked to the website www.thatguys.co.uk, which has going, been going since 2006, secret 2004, based on all kinds of video game things. And we'd also mention that we have socials. And the socials can be found at uh, That Guy's a Maniac, all one word lowercase, on yeah. your usual socials, your Twitters, yeah. your YouTubes, your yeah. Facebooks. Yeah. Your you- only fans. Only, only fans? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll <laughs> do that between now and Christmas now. I'll do it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Start now. But yeah. away. Um, however, Die Hard, you actually made me remember, our last Christmas episode was pretty strong. Have you written a poem for this Christmas episode this year? I haven't, but... I will as we go along. But what's the theme of this Christmas episode? Well, the theme of this Christmas episode, in keeping with this time of joy and love, and hopefully you're sitting at home with your loved ones. Yeah, not (laughs) sat watching Zoom calls of your nephew who doesn't understand where cameras are opening Christmas presents. Yeah, like Christmas 2020, that lovely Christmas where you just watched yeah your grandma struggle with taking the tape off ever so slowly because she wants to keep the yeah she wants to save the paper save yeah the paper, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah granny just you've fucking you've got open got... it yeah. <laughs> you're up you're a high-risk category you've not got that many <laughs> more years of christmas and you've been stockpiling christmas paper yeah <laughs> The precious moments are dwindling away, yeah, and you're exactly. spending them with sellotape. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, you've got 40 years worth of carefully saved Christmas paper in the top cupboard, <laughs> and you've not used any of it. <laughs> uh, but yes, hopefully, everybody is at home with their loved ones enjoying yeah. a Yuletide feast and fun and frolicking. But in keeping with that, I think our episode should be centred around the um, saddening <laughs> commercialism that exists around Christmas and make this episode all about video games which feature branding and or product placement. What do you think, Farley? Uh, <laughs> yes, that sounds like a great idea and I will endeavour to as we go write a poem about branding in video games uh, to read at the end and having a poem do you know what a lot of people are worried about the erosion of traditions but here's 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 a that guy's a maniac christmas message to you make your own traditions keep the good ones get rid of the old ones and here's our new tradition is i'm going to come up with a poem based around branding in video games (laughs) (laughs) and that's going to be our christmas wish to you brilliant yes our christmas wish to you this year is farley's spoken word poem limerick or uh niambic pentameter <laughs> niambic <laughs> niantic pentameter niantic oh tie in the pokemon go reference yeah, straight away yeah, yeah. yeah um so let's start with some preamble how do, how do you feel about brands in games what we specifically we're talking we're talking about you have a real world brand that's present in some way in your video game it could be subtle 
could be yeah, in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of the product placement side of thing. But then you also get video games that have just blatantly been sponsored by or even made by the, the companies, you know? Uh, so, for instance, ones that feature mascots of the um, the brands and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you get lots of things like that as well. And yeah, well, there's some dead air. Happy Christmas, everyone! I just, you just inspired me. You inspired the first line of the poem. Ah, of course, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I forget that you're actually writing this poem on oh, the no. fly. So, so <laughs> I, I apologize for the dead air comment, and I will continue on, and I will waffle, giving you yet more time. Yeah, I'm nearly there. Yeah. So um, like, maybe we could even actually start the episode. We are now. Do that. Cue the, nine cue the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cue the jingle, jingly jangle bells music and the snow the, sounds. The snow sonic and the, the the whatever I put on last year's Christmas episode music. Yeah, yeah. Reindeer bells, get them in. Reindeer bells. Okay. And what about your poem? Does it need some fat beats over it? I mean, it could be. We'll see. Yeah, maybe you could drop okay. some beats behind it. Drop some beats. Cool, um, cool, cool. Are you are you pro? Branding in games, anti-branding in games. Depends how they do it. Ah, uh, I guess I suppose it depends how they do it. Um, mm. I, I think I, I I like the the balls deep um, sort of approach. You know, so for instance, uh, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this one or not, but like Cool Spot. So that was just genuinely a mascot created by um, Seven Up. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to make a game called yeah. Cool Spot. Um, I, I mean, that that was just like, we don't care. We don't give a fuck. This is a game about 7-Up. Buy 7-Up and enjoy this game. Does it, it work? A, it was a really good game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one I know. Of, what's one of my favourite games but, on the Mega Drive. But he, here's the existential crisis that has just popped into my head. Did yeah. it make you want to buy 7-Up? I mean, I, I have bought seven up. If, but because of that game, maybe a little bit. All right, okay, okay. Because the it had a, and this uh, is one of those um, little ephemeral bits about games which I I really love. I loved back in the day. We don't get it so much. It's still there, but you, you'd have a, like a rolling title screen, and the one for Cool Spot. I don't know if you remember, was just brilliant. It was uh, Cool Spot surfing. On a Seven Up bottle, maybe. Okay, uh, makes sense. Yeah. And in the background, maybe this could be the music of the. Was there just oh, what was it? It's like a surfing song. <laughs> was it like a Beach Boys sort of pseudo harmony thing going on? It, no, it was like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we spent hours just watching that screen. Wow. Listening to, listening to the cool music. Misspent youth. Yeah. Yeah. I have fun memories of it, and now every time I see a Seven Up, I think of Cool Spot. But yeah, excellent. Yeah. That yeah, is branding was... that straight up actually worked. Yeah, it was, yeah. but it was just a really good game. Yeah, uh, no, I, I remember it being good. I well, as a platformer, um, yeah, it yeah. was, it, it was fine. But I mean, from the branding 
point of view. I, I don't think I even really cared and it certainly did not make me think I want a 7-Up or I'm going to buy more 7-Up now or fuck Sprite or anything like that, you know. It was just kind of... Um, I really should tone down the swearing for the Christmas episode as well. I mean, what 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 a great way to spread Bam. joy to the world. Fuck Bam. Sprite. Bam. Bam. <laughs> I'm now just watching it. All right, okay. It's the old, it's the old Seven Up as well. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing. In my mind, the bottle he was surfing on was like, you know, the contemporary the green plastic bottle with the ocean. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a you know very old school, just green and white. There's no red there at all. I guess cool spots the red. Yes. Ah. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. That I'm not too sure until we start talking about it that I knew that Cool Spot was a mascot for 7 Up. As I was saying it, I was starting to doubt in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the mascot or was it an actual character created it's, for the video game? A, but I, a, I just went with it and, and hoped you wouldn't bring it up. It's a Christmas myth. For you children, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, apparently he was a mascot, but I, I'd yeah, never see, seen I him told outside. you. Oh my god, I can't believe you never saw. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I remember like you have this. The, you used to have like the drawn guy. He, he looked like he was sort of uh, pencil drawn, and he was a, a Seven Up mascot for a while. Oh uh, yeah, um, oh, he had a name. Didn't he? he did uh, something, something like Doodle. Fido Dido. Fido Dido. Yeah. Not like Diddle. Um, and what's interesting is <laughs> Fido Dido reminds me of uh, another Mega Drive game where you play a character who kind of looks like Fido Dido, but isn't. Fido Dido always remind me of a character straight out of Doug. You remember Doug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember Doug. Green Dog. Green Dog. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly, Green Dog. <laughs> wow. Boom. Right in the nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also, it was kind of a surfing dude as well. It's, it's like a, a, a corporate trinity of... one On the one side, you've got just a pure uh, Mega Drive game with a character who was a surfer. And then Cool Spot was a mascot who featured in a Mega Drive game, and then Fido Dido kind of looked like Green Dog, but was also a Seven Up mascot. There you go. That's the new um, Rock Paper Scissors. Wow. That's recite them again. So, <laughs> Green Dog is a pure video game character who featured in a Mega Drive game. Okay, he's, and he's he one trumps. Uh, he trumps Fido Dido because Fido Dido's uh, not in a video game at all. Okay. Um, but was a 7 up mascot. And then Fido Dido trumps Cool Spot because he was a much better mascot than Cool Spot ever was <laughs> in our collective memory. Um, but then the Cool Spot game was much better than Green Dog, if memory serves. So Cool Spot beats Green Dog. Green Dog beats Fido Dido. Cool Spot beats Fido uh, Dido. There we go. 
Okay. Memorable rules. So apparently Fido Dino actually almost had a video game. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, but happy Christmas everyone. The studio got shut down in the summer of 1994. Uh. Oh well. There you go. Hot off the presses, straight out of your Wikipedias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into your ears, readers. <laughs> so that's uh, that's a quite quite an egregious example. I think your the I think the one up, one ups were um, just little seven up signs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. like at that point, you've gone so deep into it that you can get away with anything. It's like you've created this whole seven up marketing world. Do whatever the fuck you want. Watch the swearing in the Christmas episode. What's Santa gonna say about it? <laughs> You're gonna get caught. But then, in order to keep Cool Spot at an appropriate scale, so you could see a whole Seven Up bottle, for example, uh, the whole game was set at that scale. There's a cool level on a uh, a toy train set. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't like repeated tiles that much. It was, it was yeah. actually quite, um, yeah. No, and, and I liked it when games did that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you were you were washed up on the beach and then you were fighting crabs. I remember you fighting a lot of crabs in the, early on in that game. Yeah. But yeah, okay, so like, let's wrap this one up because, um, yeah, course, as an example, I think yeah. this is fine as a, you know, you've gone balls deep, this is it, we are doing a game we are very, very clearly working closely with PepsiCo to make this, you know, <laughs> a, a big thing. The other end of the spectrum, and it's where it gets a bit icky for me, um, is where you just see a random thing pop up in a game and you think, why did you do that? Why is it necessary? Does it, does it do anything? And my shining example of that is Mario Kart and oh, yeah. why is there BMW cars in there? Mm, wasn't it Mercedes Benz? Uh, I mean much of a muchness in my head <laughs> <laughs> but yeah sure Mercedes Benz okay yeah, yeah I, I find that a bit jarring and weird and odd I don't know so in Mario Kart uh, eight. Yeah, and the the other one, the, the the extended version on the Switch. The D DX is it Mario Kart DX? Sure. Deluxe. Yeah, it's called Deluxe Mario Kart Deluxe. Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <coughs> uh, yeah, you, the uh, when if you were playing it live, as I was, uh, one day there was this the free DLC for it, which was just three. Mini or two, two or three mini Mercedes Benz bits. Yeah. And then Mario Kart's just driving around in Mercedes Benz. I thought it was alright, actually. I didn't mind that. No, I just, I, I didn't feel like that is a target audience for Mario <laughs> Kart, you know? <laughs> I, and I also, like, I mean, 
I, I'm not like super against it either, but at the same time, you know, like you've got all of these colourful, rather creative, no, his, interesting This car's cars. a shoe. Yeah, this yeah. car's a caterpillar. This this car this is one's a, a horse for a Link pi- and things like that. <laughs> this, you know, this car's a pirate ship. This car's a cradle. And then this car's a car. Yeah, this car's the, the Mercedes DX7 twin liter seven valve. Yeah. In uh, in I don't the know, donkey flange. <laughs> in Rolex silver. <laughs> but what I was dis- really disappointed about, I didn't mind too much the Mercedes Benz in the Mario Kart. But um, what I really wanted was Mercedes Benz to to launch a, a line of Mario Karts. Yeah, yeah. Fair is fair. You know, if you're going to be in collaboration, <laughs> the, the, there should at least be like uh, you know a, a World One One version painted. Um, yeah, Mercedes Benz, you yeah. know, or or you know, the Bowser face on the front of the hood, you know, just released a, a car in the shape of a wiggler. Yeah, 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 and it, it actually rattles up and down <laughs> yeah. as it tries. Yeah, yeah as it tries. <laughs> yeah, um, and you have a little button that if you press it, it just drops turtle shells out the back. Yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> you also have the turbo button, but instead of uh, turbo, it just basically takes the shell off it and turns it into the red evil wigglet. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, those those red wigglers are terrifying. Yeah, they 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 are driven. They are focused individuals. You know? Yeah, but if you jump on them, they're like, oh, I'm gonna march up and down really. Fast now. Yeah, I'm really. I'm, I'm really mad. Stomp, stomp, um, stomp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my little set pattern. I remember an early example that I remember of in game, real brands in games, uh, which wasn't wasn't very subtle. It was <laughs> in Judge Dredd for the PlayStation. Oh yes. Uh, it was sponsored by Red Bull, but in such an unsubtle way, it was just every or it felt like. My memory says every single crate you walk past, yeah, was just uh, a red yeah. ball branded crate, <laughs> and that was it. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was just every crate in your generic first-person shooter is now a red ball branded crate. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I saw some pictures of. Uh, I, I've never played it, but yeah, my god, that was like I, I don't even really associate Judge Dredd with Red Bull either. Yeah, I don't know how that collab, how that collab came about, really. Because, yeah, yeah. Because with that same sponsor, you know, and and the, I'm sure there's a book out about Red Bull's rise to fame, and if they just sponsored everything, right? And that's how they're tied up with, yeah, yeah. Um, extreme sports. But then you look at the Red Bull in Wipeout 2097, and maybe the original Wipeout, or maybe it was just the original Wipeout. That's kind of done really well in a because you know they were sponsoring real life weird things it's like, yeah, oh, yeah but it, it, you also you meet your own head canon like oh wow Red Bull still exists in 2077 you know 97 97 whatever yeah well, maybe Wipeout 1 was in 2077 <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know I don't know when that I'm not going to tell the story about how Wipeout and G Police and <laughs> Colony Wars all in the same universe it's, it's um, head cannon. <laughs> don't fuck with it. 
<laughs> oh, swearing, swearing again. Richie. Just so cool, so hard and cool. So swearing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, is it, and it's a bit like, I don't know why, again, another trifecta, another triangle, another trinity, another um, triple, is um, in the movie Demolition Man, which features Sylvester Stallone, who also played Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd, yeah, in the 90s. Um, Taco Bell is the brand that survives. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so he, when he emerges from the frost or whatever, and uh, he's like, wow, Taco Bell survived um, and nothing else did. And it's a really fancy restaurant. But oh, okay. In the UK, we didn't really have Taco Bell. So to me, no, I like, always... We've only just had them, sort of. Like, yeah. So I always... Owned by Burger King or something. I, I, I didn't I didn't get that, you know, Taco Bell was just a shitty fast food restaurant. So until I saw, finally saw one, <laughs> I always thought it was a fancy restaurant. Ah, oh, that's quite interesting. Because of Demolition Man. Uh, I, I guess you imagine every Taco Bell has the three shells in, in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just a taco place. Um, um, yes, yeah, so it becomes high couture. And so for me, the Red Bull sponsorship in Wipeout 2097 filled that similar that similar spot. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, you know, as you say, everything else is pretty unrecognisable, but... Um, Red Bull, the brand, still hangs in there. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I like it when they do that, that sort of future stuff. I'm sure they did things in, like, oh, God, like, when you've got your aliens or your Blade Runners. I know that they have, like, a similar corporation. And, but yeah, Atari like, was in Blade Runner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you see that sort of retro-futuristic thing going on. I, I, yeah, you know what? I, I dig that, um, because that, that does it evoke some kind of uh oh i'm in the future but i know this brand uh, yeah I, I i can get behind that one actually <laughs> you know, i'm happy with I, that. relatedly relatedly coincidentally perhaps um a friend of mine sent me a photo today of uh adverts on the tube so you know sometimes when you go to a tube station in london yeah. you've got the adverts which you're forced to stare at and the adverts were but the Ghostbusters movie and Back to the Future, the musical. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, if a time traveler from the 80s traveled forward 40 years <laughs> yeah. to, to London, <laughs> and they so run true. down to the tube station like, what the fuck, Ghostbusters and Back to the Future are still going? <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, but yeah, totally. Like, But I mean, that's the world we live in. We... we, we there is very little that is original. There's so much rehashing and re, um, what's it called? Rebooting. You know, it, it, it's everybody complains. Let's have something new. You know, because there've been so many unsuccessful reboots. Yeah. Immediately, all I'm thinking about is uh, Total Recall and Robocop. But I'm sure that. There's been a lot of reboots with video games as well that just didn't work. Yeah, well, Atari, the Atari example we mentioned in Blade Runner is quite interesting because um, when you watch the old Blade Runner, you're like, oh, they thought Atari was going to be, you know, around in the future or, or really important in the future. Uh, when we, when our generation was kind of watching Blade Runner from the 70s. Um, but of course, then Atari <laughs> came back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> And is now, 
I, I can tell you what video games they, they put out Transformers games for a while that's, that's yeah, one dead. of the few I, and, things I remember yeah they, they've actually they've got one of their own retro consoles as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but they now exist almost as much as a retro brand right so it's yeah. Atari t-shirts Atari bags um, than they ever do so so uh, it was quite a nice nod I think in the the rebooted Blade Runner is it Atari. rebooted? I've not seen. I've not seen the new Blade Runner. Well, um, uh, it was a, it was a, se- it's a direct sequel, wasn't it? Yeah. Whatever. Blade Runner twenty ninety seven. Twenty ninety seven. Was yeah. it twenty ninety seven? Yeah, and there's really? a couple of scenes. A couple of scenes in the background where you see there's a wipeout track. Red, <laughs> yeah. Red Bull sponsorship. <laughs> Combining the. Um, Following on from the previous wipeout tournament in twenty seventy seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Combining the Cygnosis universe with the Blade Runner universe, <laughs> and and coincidentally the um, what's it called the Alien universe as well from the Wacom or whatever it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wutani. No, I forget what it's called. Anyway, Wutani. there's there's they share a company. Mutani. <laughs> Mutani. So that means Atari and Sega are in the same universe. <laughs> Blade Runner. Wacom. Wacom. <laughs> <laughs> Made myself laugh. Blade Runner's 2040 something. 2049. So, um, Wayland. Wayland is the company. Wayland Utani. Oh, yeah, yeah. Butani. Anyway. Deep dive into fake brown. Yeah, I mean, like, now we're getting quite meta with our um, branding. We're now looking at fake brands. Yeah, I, I see. I, I, I have a lot of time for fake brands, I think. As, yeah. As our. A season one sponsor showed. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was going to say it's like every single one was an advert. But it, there's also something deeply sad about the fact that in order to make your games more realistic, you have to create fake. You know, you have to brand monopolies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some evil yeah, corporation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm not buying into this planet-cracking, flying space station with them. Um, some primeval evil uh, totem that you dig up unless on every corner or every object there's some yeah unless Toys R Us still exist in this universe (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, you know if I can if there's Funko collectibles or you know you have to shoot 100 Funkos then then I'm I'm bought into that uh, uh, universe but if there's Oh, what's the latest one? It's not Funkos. It's the um, the rubber ducks tubs oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I I got my mum the um, Resident Evil Three Jill Valentine duck. Ah, okay. You haven't taken your foray into that, have you? I haven't taken my foray into a duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you <laughs> you haven't dipped your toe into buying any of those have you the ducks yeah apart from the one i just mentioned that i bought oh my god for yourself you prick 
<laughs> no. No, I haven't. Because <laughs> you're a rampant collector of things. I haven't taken a foray into that forum. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, it... Another egregious brand thing is in Pokemon Go. Oh, no. There's been a few potentials there as well, but do what is your Pokemon Go brand well, thing? There was a worry. There was a, I remember there being a panic when um, I think it happens way more than it, in other countries than it does here because the UK is some kind of backwater when it comes to any kind of fun entertainment. <laughs> Basically, yeah, the mo- increasingly everything. Yeah. Um, but there's a panic when lots of the poker stops essentially become sponsored. So for a while, every McDonald's was a poker stop. I think Starbucks for a while. If you go to a place like Japan. Every 7 Eleven yeah. is. So, and yeah, then, there was like uh, supposed to be a joint partnership so that every McDonald's was there was going to be a gym, not a Pokestop. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't really have an issue with that. No, I mean, you know, if you live in a small town in the UK, yeah. which is most of them, at least you have a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're one, you're, you know, the one gym for 10 square miles that you around yeah and then the... i don't know they're, they're getting quite good with it now because like everywhere you go there's a post box you know that has now become a pokestop or a milestone yeah. marker which is so many of in the uk and they're so um, stupid the around my way around my way it's the community boards you know the sad little yes yes message boards yeah yeah those are the, those are the three newest ones but then more recently than that, they've just gone for these straight up, um, here is a, you know, get a Nike Air t-shirt yep. for your horrible character model, um, the North Face. Uh, the Pokemon shirts as well. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> it's the Pokemon collaborating Double with meta, its yeah, yeah. own collaboration with Original Stitch. Long, long, long champ, long champ. Never oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never heard of that brand. Um, and with those, unlike Mercedes fucking Benz, uh, a lot of those were were <laughs> were real world products. Yeah. Um, as well, so you could you know get your free Longchamp clothing, and if you went to Longchamp, that's how you pronounce it, that's like this, you could buy a, a fifteen hundred thousand dollar. Pikachu. Uh, we've, we've whinged about this before. Is, and they're getting there, I think, for something. But there are 900 Pokemon. <laughs> and there are <laughs> many subtle ways of branding. So the original Stitch stuff, which is, uh, if you don't know, it's a company which makes shirts. Uh, and there are all these amazing, I think they're up to the third generation with some bonus ones from Galar and Filmlink ones. There's amazing textiles for each of the Pokemon up to the third generation. And yeah, some of them are... They're really cool designs as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of the... Yeah. They're all really, really cool designs. Uh, mm, the vast majority of them, I think, are unwearable. <laughs> unwearable? Yeah. They're just so loud. You know, it's yeah. not... It, 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 <laughs> there's very few settings where you can kind of wear them 
um, unless you're making a statement. But it's but it's cool because uh, and you can personalise your your shirt and you can choose the the material on the inside collar, the outside collar. You can have a casual shirt. You can get face masks and etc. Um, so that was cool because you could get a nice looking shirt that would look like a nice looking shirt, and if people knew, they could see that you know well, actually that's a whatever you've got Ledian in there. Yeah. Whereas all these big collaborations with Long Long Champ and Uniqlo or whatever, like here's a thing with Straight eighteen legs. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great. Okay. Pikachu faces all over it, and maybe the word Pokemon. No, that's not really subtle, and they're also quite expensive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, do something classy. It doesn't have to be. You know, here's a massive Pikachu face with the word Pikachu and Pokemon all over. Yeah, um, and since we were on the topic of McDonald's, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast as well, there was the McDonald's Land game. Yeah, it's been keeping uh, Let's Players going for generations. <laughs> they all really? take the t- Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it's... it's uh, a thing that all Let's Play channels is. Did you know there was this McDonald's game? Oh, okay, oh. right. Well, yeah. uh, I'm annoyingly. Not only have we probably talked about it before, but we're yeah. recycling the fucking stuff that every yeah, yeah, yeah. other person yeah. out there has got. Great, okay, cool. And but again, more swearing, more swearing. Had you played it? Yes, I played the Commodore 64 version of it. And how did you get it? Did you have to buy it from. Was it in Happy Meals? Uh, no, I think <clears throat> at this point um, I, I either bought it in Woolworths or John Menzies. John Menzies? You, are they, are they you, still going? No, they uh, they were bought over by um, WH Smith. Yeah. But I think weirdly all of the boxes I don't know if it's the same company or not, but you always see Menzies. And I, and I feel like they deliver newspapers and things like that. Uh-huh. And I feel like, is it just just John Menzies? I don't know. It's just he's just got fingers in many pies. Yeah. Or, or yeah, just re- retired from the high street, where <laughs> everyone else did, um, and then went into packaging. But yeah, yeah, Whilst... no, like where where I grew up, they used to have a Mc, yeah, McDonald's, <laughs> a Woolworths, and oh, a yeah. John Menzies right beside each other. So it's like you would go in there and check in the toys and the pick and mix, and then you go around the corner, look at the magazines, and get the uh, uh, look at the video games, which were just only for Spectrum, Commodore 64. And to be honest, they didn't change week in, week out, but you still mm. went in and looked at them, you yeah. know? Yeah, just in case. Yeah. I don't know if you've <clears throat> ever uh, fallen down the rabbit hole. Uh, of one of the rarest DS games or DS piece of software, um, which is a, I think it was Japan only McDonald's training software that came on these specific DS. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so you get, you know, you get these absolutely mental um, <clears throat> collectors and um, uh, people who preserve these, you know, into digital preservation. And and this software became one of those uh, holy grails because you know it's so rare and they weren't really preserved. Uh, and there's a really nice series of videos that I ended up watching um, 
because it's a really it's a really interesting story so like somebody got there you know somebody saw one on ebay uh and it was some silly money and then they bought it but then you get the software and it needs a code oh, okay admin code and so then you know a bunch of code breakers got onto the case to try and work out what this code could be and what it meant meantime it's all in japanese so there's like another bunch of people who are translating all those <laughs> but it's, it's a really heartwarming i do i do feel for um for all the guys and gals who are into you know trying to save and access and preserve all this really obscure stuff that which hasn't been preserved because it was a ds-based training software for you know, a handful of branches in japan um, it's a really good video to see the story of it and you know this guy's like do I, do I remortgage my house to, <laughs> to put a bid on this eBay auction for this fucking training software and then once they got you know unlocked it and uh, and went into it and there's a bit of you know proprietariness and it's all people confirm each other's identities through third parties to know that they're legit <laughs> to, to unlock really boring software about here's how you make a burger you put the cheese on the bun and you <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah but that was really that was this year um uh something i ended up watching in lockdown uh as a as a kind of a branded thing but not not really a game but coming on a game thing <laughs> well, that's pretty cool though yeah uh, that's, yeah that's a good story yeah it is but yeah mcdonald land Commodore 64. I remember like really um, liking the game, and I remember it got very favourable reviews, which just made you wonder if is the you know the Commodore 64 magazine racket all <laughs> being controlled by McDonald's? Yeah, 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 and that's why they're definitely still around, and uh, the Commodore 64 is definitely still a thing. Uh, that's almost almost. At the level of Atari, you occasionally see, you know, the Commodore 64 logo. Well, we played on that um, Commodore 64. You the little USB thing you plug into HDMI, and you can play it with the joystick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, McDonald's made a series of video games. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they did. Including what? What? Including Spot. The Cool Adventure. Spot. The Cool Adventure, which featured Cool Spot, the character. Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Language. <laughs> wow. How is that a McDonald's game? Does McDonald's own 7up? Maybe Pepsi is the McDonald's thing? No, McDonald's definitely doesn't have Pepsi. I don't know. This is according to the Wikipedia page category McDonald's video games. Spot the cool adventure. Wow. I like. I have no idea. On the uh, GBA, GB color. Okay. Ah, uh, it's it's all leading back to fucking lizard people, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> and and. Spot the Cool Adventure was made Apparently by... it's uh, for NES and Game Boy. It was made by Virgin Games. Yep. 7up proudly presents Spot the Cool Adventure. But what's the and McDonald's it was a Game thing? Boy. It's one of those ones um, where you can use, do, use 
use the link as well. So I don't know if there was a two-player functionality. <laughs> and the game structure is based on MC Kids, which is the McDonald's Lands Kids thing. Uh, is that the only link? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't seem to be. Okay, it's a port of the NES game MC Kids. So, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. So basically, it was they they just recycled the game and put a different mascot in there. They took wow. McDonald's game and turned it into Seven Up game. I mean, that really? is quite enterprising. Evil corporations. There you go. Yeah, it's all tying together here, Farley. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we got to the North American Japanese release. This game's McDonald's license was a license was replaced with Seven Up, presumably due to Virgin somehow losing the former. Oh yeah, it's really crazy. So instead of there being uh, yeah, what's that big purple thing? Uh, the the Hamburglar and the the I don't know. There's a whole cast. There was yeah, like the yeah. walking pom poms, the big purple thing. <laughs> yes. Grimace. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's instead of grimaces, forest. <laughs> oh god! It became carbonated forest. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at screenshots where it's just straight up taking <laughs> yeah. the sprites away and. It's oh just... man. Yeah. That's that special. Is, that's the deep state. That's the deep state for you. See, okay. this is icky. That's that's the icky side of branding in video <laughs> games. There you go. <laughs> so, so um, you know, paper thin, just a veneer that you can just wholesale swap out the yeah. brand and put in the other brand. Yeah, whoever's to the highest bidder. Here's <laughs> our shitty platformer. Yeah. Want to get want to get the kids into burgers? Oh, we'll pay some more money to get the kids into busy drinks. Yeah. Cool lemon. Cool. Lemon, lemon and lime? Lemon and lime? Is that the flavour sipping up? Um, I don't know. What flavour is it? It's just... Seven up is just seven up, isn't it? They've not really done a huge amount of them. I want to say it's lemon and lime. It's, like, it's exactly the same as Sprite. It's lemon... Oh, do you really want seven up? <laughs> <laughs> Today's TGM Christmas special <laughs> brought to you by Seven Up. By Seven Up. Don't go to McDonald's, kids. Just get yourself some Seven Up. Um, but yeah, you actually, when you were talking about Pokemon Go and yeah. the um, the branding within it, it made me think um, of sports games. They always have a huge range of like real world brands in there as well so like like if you played any golf game they have like the actual ping um you know golf clubs that you can buy in the shop and they have the you know the the clothing the, the clothing wear and stuff like that all there as well is that is that selling out or is it adding to the the seminess of it. I don't know, but I think on that, 
um, you know, sport, the, all the branding that comes with sports and, you know, the sponsorship and the, um, all the, you know, if you, if you become like one of the top sports stars in football, NBA, etc., you, you, you know, get a manager to manage your likeness and all these things. And there's various scandals around likenesses and, and there's the famous FIFA, is it the FIFA curse? Where various, you Madden know. Madden curse, the Madden curse, yeah. I, just, I think it probably yeah. works with all of yeah. them. Various uh, player of the season who are featured on the yeah, cover really, of a really game. Badly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and fall from grace or get injured. And it's basically, they've made a lot of money from getting their likeness on there and spent it all on coke and everything <laughs> downhill. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sports, sports games in general have been, or, or I guess the corporate sponsorship side of sports have been all over video games very early on I think when others weren't yeah. you know, others were producing curios like Cool Spots Frozen Adventures um, yeah I, I like stuff like stuff. it's not even relevant in some cases as well like um, like Tony Hawk's like you can go in and you can customise your character with lots of different skater brands you know yeah. I mean you don't they don't add anything they don't do anything they don't give you stats or anything like that it's just more like oh I'm wearing some Vans shoes you know and you get to choose from all the things in the range that's quite good advertising because it's just like look we have shoes they're available in all these colours you can put them on your dolly as well yeah you know? yeah I think more problematic is I don't think it ever happened with cigarette brands, but all the Formula One ones. Um, oh there's God, of course. Shell, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Mobile. All these big oil companies um, were in those games uh, because they sponsored the real thing as well. Um, in a way that in 2021 we're probably looking at a little bit more critically than we did. Yeah. Back in 1999, I remember Formula One 99 in particular. I remember Nigel Mansell's Formula One racing and the Amiga. <laughs> so many discs and such an awfully boring game. <laughs> I mean, that's Formula One games all the way through. So my brother was very good at them and absolutely loved them. But yeah, it, it is. You have to. You Does have your to brother race. like have hyper focus? You have I, to race that mm-hmm. line. Yeah, it's all it's all about getting that line. Yeah. And then just doing that for four hundred laps. Yeah. I, like I I am so ADHD by choice when it comes to that sort of stuff. I like I hate it when everything is the same and neat and tidy. I just oh yeah, I but can't no, bring the, myself to do that. And you know, the realism in there is um there was no rubber banding, right? So if you drop yeah. behind that you you have to make up those microseconds every yeah. lap. Um yeah, in order to come in first. Brutal. And because it was because they were often quite accurate as well, <laughs> you could do a Grand Prix and it would take you a week. Yeah, you have like twenty four hour Grand Prix. <laughs> You're just like who sets and plays us for that amount of time, you know? But yeah, the the real time twenty four hour Le Mans uh, in various games. But yeah, like yeah, people do the setup, they get the the pedals, they get the the, the the steering wheel as well and you know they do this and like okay good you know enjoy your sim 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I suppose some people... like yeah, getting those sponsors in there does add that extra level. Or and maybe <clears throat> maybe they know shit. Like oh yeah, you want Pirelli tires because the Pirelli tires during the rain, well, you know, they'll keep you going and they're they're a bit more robust than the whatever else tires. I, I, I can't think of another brand. <laughs> I was so happy. I thought of a brand of tires. Michelin. To be Michelin. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the, the Michelin ones. Bridgestone. Oh, all the tire companies come to me now. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. We just become so accepting of uh, the fact that mega corporate brands are just in your life. That that again, something slightly realistic and soothing about seeing them in your virtual yeah. reconstruction of yeah. billionaire racing uh, and billionaire billionaires play basketball and billionaires play football yeah yeah yep and that's also Red Bull in there right Cause there's a Red Bull racing team oh of course yeah I mean Red Bull was behind everything and I'm sure skater people drink Red Bull oh yeah absolutely yeah skater yep. people Alternative Skates. lifestyle. <laughs> it's not, is it? Nowadays, it's like forty-year-old men and forty-year-old. Well, it's not. It's like was it like the thirteen-year-old girl that won skateboarding at the Olympics? Yeah. Now everybody's skateboarding. It's so weird. Like, I I got out the train station one day and there was just a bunch of kids and they're like, they were wearing slipknot hoodies and they were on uh, fucking <laughs> skateboards and I was like and you you hobbled along and, and shook your walking stick at them saying you don't know slipknot well <laughs> well it was more kind of like have I walked out into the 90s <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. it was just like what yeah. train is this you know like, a lot of people you know wear the Nirvana yeah Smiley face. That's just, that's just exactly what I was. Yeah, it wasn't just Slipknot. It was this like '90s grunge band hoodies, you know, slumped on a on a, a on a bench, and they've got their skateboards and their. Uh, sort of, and you're just like, how dare they? Like, wow, you know that is, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'll power to them, but it's weird. Yeah. It was weird walking out there, and I was like, this, this is. 30 years ago I'm looking well, it, at right now well, it, it's <laughs> pertinent that you brought up um, skateboarding in the Olympics because there was quite a big divide I gathered um, amongst pro skating community which is a bit like saying the pro Smash Brothers community because there were like not yeah. many pro skaters and um, because half of them were really happy that, that the uh, you know professional loitering was now an Olympic sport, but then the other half, <laughs> the other half, were really angry. So no, no, you know, big part of skating is about being counterculture and, and things like that. So it's, I think it's just hilarious that things like uh, the Nirvana brand and the Hat brands and Slipknot. There is so many things that are uh, counterculture, but the fact that there is such a label means that you are a direct target group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. although they're, they're oh uh, you know, yeah. counter-counterculture brands. Like yeah, those yeah. Are the brands, you, you know, if you want to signal your alternative lifestyle. Um, I mean, that, that's what that's how they should do it. Like when America's got to that point where it's like legalizing cannabis and stuff like that. So they should just literally have a little bag of weed that says counterculture. 
you know, and, and just that's what it's called. And I guarantee that's the one that all the little alternative slipneds smoke whilst they slipneds, <laughs> slipneds. <laughs> I don't think that you know. I don't think the, that's uh... what, that. That was a genuine term in Glasgow, incidentally, slipneds. <laughs> slipneds, but I don't think the slip. The slipknot wear hoodies wearing slipknot people you, you see around hanging around the shopping mall or you know in the actual council sanctioned skateboarding areas that there are now they're all middle class oh yeah and they're really good and that's why you, <laughs> yeah, like you can stand there and you can watch them you know you're like yeah you're really good at this yeah um but then you just start to realize yeah you're pro or you are good enough to be doing this and making money from it and you are just showing off and then that, it's at that point I walk off and I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> and they shout at you for being an old man weird old man yeah well we are weird old men shouting at cloud oh, what are you skateboarding kids doing <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wearing that hoodie? You don't know what that hoodie means. <laughs> I was there. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. I've. I feel like we've not been as critical as as brands in games as we really should have been. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, as I said. It has its positives, it has its merits, it has its, um... Ugh, it's fine. You know, things... I think you summed up really quite eloquently in a way that I certainly couldn't, and that we have become so used to seeing branding and brands everywhere in our daily life that when we see it, exactly as you said, in, in, in your little uh, sandpit, you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'll yeah. buy some Mizuno golf clubs. Yeah, yeah, you know? they're, yeah. They're my favourite ones in in whatever PGA golf. Um, how about talking? We've talked a little bit about it already, but what what happens when things from gaming become brands? So you got you got things like Pokemon, Minecraft now is is yeah everywhere. Yeah. Right? I think you probably get Minecraft. Serial everywhere as well. Yeah, 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 and you get your action figures. Um, PlayStation itself has basically become a like a fashion brand. Yeah, um, I, I saw I saw like the coolest backpack ever, and it basically <laughs> looked like a PlayStation. Yeah, um, and I was just, I mean, of course, this was on uh, a kid, and I was like, look how cool that backpack is, and then you're like, you're a forty year old man <laughs> <laughs> looking at some kid's backpack, and that kid probably wasn't even born when playstation yeah. was out yeah yeah so, he probably hates it he's like oh god i got this retro weird shit that my dad some likes. prank that my dad you know some <laughs> yeah some oh fuck it say the word um Not and then you've got, you've got these you've got these uh um high high low high low fashion you know so there's like various nez sneaker limited edition nez yeah. sneakers sonic sneakers Pokemon I think we sneakers. talked about this on another podcast as well about the 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 craziness of brands of sneakers and like how 
like they have crossovers. I think that's how we, we were talking about maybe on our crossovers podcast. Um, yeah. But like, like finding out that there is a Adidas cross, uh, Reebok cross Jurassic Park sneaker. And you're just like, what the fuck? How, how do these things get there? Sorry for swearing again. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas, fucking really. Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, any other any other gaming brands which PlayStation's really a big one, I think, at the moment. Because you get you know you get the well, it's anything that the the that the kids are into. You definitely your your Minecraft and Fortnite, um and yeah again just going into a shop and people are buying like Minecraft t-shirts and you're just like really? but there's so much better games but obviously <laughs> you know it's just like we didn't grow up with them and it's a yeah. different thing you know yeah I was, at, I was at a friend's house last night and um, we were chatting and they got three kids and the three all night the three kids were watching some like two YouTubers just play Minecraft or just all night. Man, so eight crazy. hour long videos. I know, I know. Um, Pac-Man, I think, is quite strong. More of a brand than it ever was games. Although, I don't know. I've been told, reliably informed, that recent Pac-Man games have actually been quite good. Yeah. Yeah, the championship, various championship editions, very good additions to the Pac-Man. Um, family but for a long time it, it only existed as you know mint tin brands or you know a mini arcade cabinet yeah or, yeah or more than it did uh hey the latest pac-man games although saying that there was a awful cg series awful series. <laughs> uh you know based on a little pie chart chasing some ghosts around yeah. 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 Is it time for my poem? Um, I mean, we talked about branding. Uh, just a couple of other ones to just throw in there. You might have a couple as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we briefly talked about uh, Lightning, and she did that Versace modeling thing. Oh, that yeah. Was fashion and games podcast. Yeah, Leon's jacket was also a big thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, Devil May Cry had uh, diesel jeans in there as well, which was an odd collaboration. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk briefly about Syndicate Wars as well. Oh yeah, because it little... had this um, like they had little electronic billboards, which is now reality. You know? Yeah, like maybe... how strange is that? <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it phased into our lives so naturally, yeah. yet now we have, you know, six or seven metre big billboards that are yeah. just straight up TV screens. And you just don't even notice them anymore. No. Uh, on bus stops as well. Not even on buses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember, like, I remember watching, uh, was it Children of Men? which is set just slightly in the future um, and it has like these video screens on the sides of buses and it's like wow and it, it, it was just the other day there one went past me and it's like showing an advert for oh god I can't even remember I think it was June 
And like, wow, it, it's happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're here. Yeah. The future is now. Um, uh, but yeah, sorry. Syndicate Wars. Yeah. So they have these big billboards and they've got electronics and, and they were doing trailers for manga, um, including Akira. Um, yeah. And also a trailer for another game that they were doing, but never got brought out. Was it Bug Bite or something like that? Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. wasn't there, there was some? Was it Judge Dredd again? Christ. Yes, I think so. It was Judge Dredd. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's all linked. Yeah. It's all... But uh, I remember, like, when that came out, there was talk about like, because uh, that was connected to the internet for. Um, the PC version that yeah. they would have different billboards. Obviously, that didn't come to anything in Syndicate Wars. It was not that big a franchise, but yeah, I thought that was quite cool. You know? Yeah, I thought it was really cool, and especially when um, that was coming out, and all you saw was that mango logo, mango, mango, <laughs> mango logo, the mango logo. Oh god, yeah, yeah, that was right. The manga logo and whatever it was two seconds of Akira. Um. At a time when, again, in the backwater that was the UK, that was that was the most you got to see of Akira for the next. Yeah, or indeed any years. any Japanese culture outside of video games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but again, it kind of had that cool, you know, it's a bit like Red Bull. You know, here's this, here's this cool thing to be interested in and yeah. futuristically. Um, yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, there's just so many competitors now, I guess. Manga doesn't really stand out as much as it used to. That that particular manga brand, I know it's a silly type of brand called Manga that wasn't releasing manga, but um Yeah, I mean like I uh, yeah, I mean be, you used to just buy it on VHS, you know, and it would have that little logo in yeah. the bottom corner. Yeah. Yeah. Which was kinda cool and we didn't we I don't think in the UK we ended up with that Japanimation bullshit. Because, you know, God forbid we use some foreign word to describe something. Yeah. <laughs> Japan anime, animation from Japan. Uh, do you have any other examples? I've completely forgotten about Cinecore Wars. Um, yeah, I've got uh, Super Monkey Ball. Oh, but that was, was, that was the, uh, the, <laughs> the brand of bananas, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Dole Bananas. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. <laughs> I collect bananas. It's a brand of bananas. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, they just released that uh, big new and old anniversary collection of Super Monkey Ball, haven't they? Oh, yeah, maybe. Ah, oh, so tempted because we had some great fucking times on some of those mini games, particularly the one where you launch off the big ramp. <laughs> Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Is it still sponsored by Dahl? I I would imagine so. Or is it Seven Up again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it used to be Dole, but it's now Chiquita. Um... <laughs> and Judge Dredd's in there somehow, and and, and Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it doesn't look like it's still sponsored. Oh, really? Maybe they're not a brand anymore, actually. I've not seen them for a while. A bit worried. 
Listen to us search. I know. Genuinely <laughs> just giggling dull banana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dull banana is New Zealand's um, brand. Yeah. And yeah, they seem to be around. Okay. But they're just not they're not into sponsoring my call actually. I guess not. If anyone from Dole, any representatives from Dole listening, it's not too late. We have we have patches now. We can patch that shit in. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. And last one I have yeah. is oh, Crazy Taxi. What was the sponsorship there? Oh, they had tons of everything. They had like KFC. They had. Uh, other sort of like markets in there, like 7-Elevens, wasn't 7-Eleven, um, but yeah, yeah. The, the, can I, can I drop a hot take about Crazy Taxi? Yes. I do not care for Crazy Taxi. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it was too stressful. It, it was incredibly stressful. Um, I kind of feel... Like, I played Crazy Taxi. It was it was okay, but the Simpsons version of it was much much better. Oh no, that I think that's even worse. Really? Yeah, I'm not a huge Simpsons fan. Ah, okay. Oh, take Mr. Burns to the Three Eyed Fish. Because well, they they had a couple um, of. Um, uh, Simpsons games. There was definitely one that was just entirely Crazy Taxi, and then there was another one which was Hit and Run, which is the one everybody wants a remaster of. Really? Yeah. I I still remember whatever it was, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Yeah. Hats Bart off. Versus, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brutal, brutal hard oh, game. Such a hard game, and I played it <laughs> uh, on the uh, Commodore sixty four. Yeah. And I remember my friend had it on the NES. And I was like, oh, wow, how much better does this look? Exactly the same game. Exactly. Pixel perfect, same game. And you're just like, oh, this is so horrible. Because, like, it, it included jumps. Yes. You had to actually sort of position yourself so that you were hanging off. Like, okay, I'm trying to explain this. Um, 2D platformer. There is a ledge underneath the window. In order to make the jump to get the item that you need to collect, you need to position Bart so it looks like he's floating one pixel on the ledge under the the window. I'm I'm looking at screenshots and and it's that first screen which is so triggering. Yes. You've got the pink post box and you've got the crusty clown which is impossible to get. (laughs) And it's it's not just that. you, You also, like... The game is so hard, but then you actually have to go back and you have to spray paint everything as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And you're and... just like, I've made it to the end of this game. All I want is like, uh, you know, <laughs> to climb up a flagpole and, and fucking yeah. um, fireworks to go off. Yeah. You know, and there's a level where you had to knock people's hats off, and some people were aliens. Oh, it was, uh, it was the quite... skateboarding bit. There's like... oh. <laughs> oh god. Oh man, I yeah. would I would like to spend an afternoon playing that game with you. Let's yeah, let's let's do it because uh, it was I think one of those games that I haven't thought about for a long time, but it will instantly come back and it will still be brutally hard. So so hard. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I had it on the Amiga, I had the big box on the Amiga, and I've still got the. Oh, that's came cool. with a Bart, a Bart Simpson keyring in his blue shirt, which I still have. Ocean Games. Ocean Good old Ocean Games. games. Good old Ocean Games. That's what we should do. We should hang outside your train station with our Ocean Games t shirts on. <laughs> yes! Yes, 100%. <laughs> I, I'll, have a, I'll wear a Cygnosis shirt with the Shadow of the Beast art on it. And uh, you can wear your ocean game, you know, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the classic ocean logo one. I'll, I'll hum the, the Shadow of the Beast theme tune. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Stop. Last but not least, and I don't know why I've never played the game, but I always have deep affection for it, is Zool. You've never played Zool? No, it was one of those games that my friend had. I already ah. wanted it. Uh, it was uh, when Zool came out. It was, I remember at the time being just all over the magazines. I don't know if it was, was it British. Magazine? It wasn't just that over magazines. I think it had a proper, you know, advertising campaign. You used to see things like, um, oh, what's it called? Like posters for it, and hmm? yeah, yeah. No, it was it was quite good. Um, and that was. Gratuitously, gratuitously sponsored by Chubba Chops. Yeah. Um, the downside, of course, to all of these sponsored games is uh, there's a high chance we'll never see them again because of lapsed license agreements. Well, uh, um, Zool has getting a remaster. No way. I it think was announced I... like two months ago. Was it two months? Okay, I, I had concern that you told me this on a previous podcast where I was also... Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 really, there's a remaster. Really cool. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it didn't look like a good game. You can see from screenshots, like, oh, it's one of these. I don't know, it was a platformer. It was, um, it was speedy, as in like sort of um, Sonic speedy, but at the same time it was um, probably a platformer similar to Cool Spot in that fashion now I haven't played Cool Spot but um, yeah no I played Zula I really enjoyed it yeah so what happened because it was Gremlin right Gremlin Graphics yeah Sumo Digital yep that does not going do worry about Sumo Digital Zul <laughs> <laughs> uh, Redimensioned Review apparently August 2021 Maybe it's out. Maybe there we go. That's our next uh, video. Is <laughs> playing Zool and Bart Simpson versus the Space Mission. Perfect. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Yeah. Zool redimension. Is it now time for my spoken word about Christmas games? And okay, okay, okay. Launch? Right. Let, let's get a little bit of hush. Okay. Let's yeah. get some quiet. Okay. No. We uh, that guy's a maniac. Want to wish everybody a happy Christmas and happy merry end of year, merry end of year and Yuletides and for everybody. So take it away, Farley. Okay, got all the chivos on Doritos Dash. That McDonald's game was pretty gash. Chubba Chups sponsored Zor. Seven Up on the spot that's cool. Final Fantasy had branded noodles. Furfru forms looked like poodles. Judge Dredd liked a red ball, and so did Wipeout 2097. Longchamp backpack in Pokemon Go. Mercedes Benz in Mario Kart. Let's go. 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs>